your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up everybody? Thanks for coming out to the US TV! Squid walking. Oh, well, hey, that's Rhea Butcher. <laughs> oh my God, guess what? That's Cameron Esposito. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. That's what we do. That's our signature move. Those of you who've been here before know, you know we start every you know show. That signature move. We do a slow high five <laughs> up to the ceiling. Then we have to say the Oscar nominees as we do it. <laughs> Dunkirk. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Dunkirk is what you went with? I wanted to get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Have just like a nice finale at the end. What if it wins? God damn! What if it wins? It'll be pretty typical. It will be typical. I'll be. I will say. (laughs) I disagree. That's what I'll say. (laughs) I haven't seen it. I think my sweater probably agrees with it. (laughs) (laughs) Rhea, I'm not wearing enough hair product, so my hair just is kind of going back and out. It's just where it is. It's just I look like. A Disney, I look like, I look like a Disney stepmother for once, you know? <laughs> sure. Usually your space, but look. You have to, I married your father and then he died. <laughs> Go to your room! You gotta cross those arms. Yeah, that's pretty good, you're right. Why are they never, they cross their arms, but they never put them against their chest. And they always walk away very slowly. It does. It's a good shoulder workout. I feel weird. I'm having the weirdest day. We're having a weird We're time. Having a weird We're day. having a weird We're having such a weird day. Minute. Look at my outfit. We're having a weird time. We're having a weird day. Rhea almost wore Crocs. This is. Rhea yeah. straight up almost wore Crocs. I had Crocs to on. the show. And I was like, you know what? I could just wear these. Yeah. She thought They're about already it. on my feet. I know. They're technically shoes. <laughs> Rhea, yeah. you wear those Crocs a lot, and then I'll sometimes take a photo of you. Yes, you do And then sometimes. I'll put a photo on the internet, and uh-huh. then some joker will be like, ha ha, nice Crocs. Nice Crocs, idiot. Because I don't know if you know this, but sometimes jokers say the exact same thing over and over again, and they think they're unique every time, but it's just, oh, we've, we've heard that one. <laughs> the old Croc takedown. <laughs> but Rhea, what do you always say? Oh, I like to tell them, oh, these? These are my dead grandmother's Crocs. <laughs> Because they are. They are my dead grandmother's cracks. They're, yeah. 100%. I I gave them to my grandmother as a gift. She never wore them. Nope. She died. I went in her bedroom and went, oh, there's those Crocs. And then I brought them home and started wearing them. (laughs) I mean, it's also the most Rhea thing of all time because (laughs) you don't like things to go to waste. Nope. You do have family heirlooms, but the oh, heirlooms yeah. are unusual heirlooms. Sure, yeah, like uh, Crocs. Unworn Crocs. <laughs> yeah. We were like, well, these can't go in the trash. You wouldn't want those. These are unworn Crocs. It's a lifestyle, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> You're not born that way. Um, <laughs> true. Whew. We're both depressed. Uh-huh. We're both it's depressed. Happening. We're both depressed. We're feeling terrible. Our depressions have synced up. Our it's depressions have synced. 
It only took five, six years of being together and two years of marriage. Usually, um, we deal with depression in different ways. How would you say you deal with depression? I mean, I usually sink deep into a couch. Uh Uh-huh. I look at things. Uh-huh. And then I think about things. I would say you also surround yourself with objects, crocs, and other types of things. <laughs> sure. I surround Burying myself with them things. them over your body while the, you get even lower in the couch. <laughs> I organize things into piles. Yeah. Just like sort of readying them to be put away at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> but not now. Like Too to depressed. Stage things on a couch yep. and say, that'll go away someday. That's right. Not today. <laughs> Um, what do you do when you're depressed? Run through it. <laughs> I take the depression, you. I turn it into a very fast-paced song, and I get on an elliptical, and I run through it. This is a healthy way of dealing with emotions <laughs> and sadness and depression. <laughs> Never face it. Allow it to slide off of your body. <laughs> don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Definitely go, don't. Go to your Address wife. Address it. Go to your wife. You're depressed. I'm fine. <laughs> your depression is getting on me. Go away. It's true. I, I am known to be like, what are you doing to deal with your depression? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do have a tendency to walk by my doorway like this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. When she says her doorway, now that's confusing. Doorway. But we do live in the same place. Just, and we live at Home Depot, and I <laughs> stand behind my doorway. Also, I would be fine if we didn't live at the same place. That seems like a cool way to have <laughs> a marriage. Solve at a this lot, point. actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people go to us, how do you work together? You may, Oh, my God, how do you work together? Like, how do you make it? What's it like? And you're just terrible. It's the worst. It's awful. I mean, I really love you. Yeah. That's the problem. I love you. You're just so funny. When I sure. met you, I was like, I want to work with that person. But then it just got more and more over time where yeah. I was like, she's so smart. I want to make a show with her. Oh, it's about our lives. You know, like I want to go on the road. I want her around me. Uh-huh. And then I just st- you just stack all those experiences together. And pretty soon, your whole thing is just the two of you standing in your house together holding hands. Screaming. <laughs> throwing keys. Thro- you did throw keys I threw my today. keys, yeah. I didn't know what to do. Do you ever just, like, you need to throw something? You're like, keys! Ah! I know. I know, because we don't have traditional jobs. That's the thing. Like, right. we don't have traditional jobs. No traditional so marriage, you no would- traditional jobs. That's right. That's what we said. <laughs> We're coming for your marriage first. Already ruined it. <laughs> We took it and down. now we're coming for your jobs. Do you have a normal job? Ha ha, not for long. Gah, gah, gah. We have these jobs. <laughs> Which are not jobs. <laughs> these are jobs. I'm working so hard right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm out here exposing myself, talking about my emotions, which is difficult. And as I said earlier, I do not have enough hair product in. <laughs> sure. So this, no, I, I feel very vulnerable. You know? <laughs> I get it. I consider not wearing a hat tonight because also i was like Crack. you should show them what's going on with your hair <laughs> do you guys want to see what's up with my hair right now in case Great. you want to see like like how depressed are you ria's got <laughs> i'm pretty depressed <laughs> <laughs> what is her this? hair is just turning I into don't... a different hair your bangs are becoming a front pony where am i <laughs> i look a bit like a coconut <laughs> So we're we're having a hard time because like it's just I'm gonna leave the hat off. 
Yeah, I mean, it does make it easy to communicate with you as a comedy sure, partner. Yeah. You can see my eyeball. You know, plus, honestly, like if half of your hair, if half of your face is covered by hair, like you owe me one for like <laughs> yeah, years, for sure. where I you had to work with that kind of comedy partner. Where yeah. I insisted on standing on this side, but had a swooping hairstyle that went this way. <laughs> Thus, allowing this part of the audience the best view, this a decent view, and these people nothing. <laughs> I do wish I had like a little hat and a pair of gloves, though. Why would you have a little hat and a pair of gloves? Because then I would look like cousin it. <laughs> Just simply Sweetie, referencing that cousin long. it. Yeah, no. it feels that long, like it's all the yeah. way down to my feet. I get it. My forehead is my feet. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I feel like you should put your hat back on. Yeah, that. What else happened today? So, we've been trying to get it together. Yeah. And figure out what to focus on next. But I will say, it runs the gamut. <laughs> like, we wake up at about seven. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And at that point, start to fight about who's going to take the dog out. Yes. Based on who took the dog out the night before. Yeah. You got to split the morning and the night. That's how it works. No, it's not. (laughs) First person up takes the dog with them out of the bed. No. Right? (laughs) Tell me I'm right. Guess guess who's usually the first one up? This is only recent. I don't know how you're suddenly the first one up. For years, I've been the first one up. Years? Yes. I had a job in our house that started at 7 in the morning. I was still up before you. Now this is just a fight. It's not even a bit anymore. We're just actively fighting. Guys, this is stand-up comedy. Mom and dad are fine. We are fine. We're doing this avant-garde thing where we're really honest about what it's like to be married. (laughs) For years, you've been hearing from stand-up comics who get on stage and they're like, uh, my wife, and they kind of are negative about their wife, shopping, things like this. But this is the real story. You love your wife. So much, but it's just, she's terrible. It's just they're the worst, <laughs> worst person you've ever met. Well, we went for a walk with the dog. We did go for a walk with the dog. And we decided to, I asked you if you wanted to grab some lunch because I was starving. We were standing by the taco place. So we were standing by I the taco place. I heard a little noise. And I was talking to me. Just having a look over. Heard a little noise. Saw, uh, <laughs> you're cutting ahead. I'm just making the noise. <laughs> I saw two sparrows fighting with each other, and I was like, oh, nature. And as I They're married, too. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. As I realized what was happening, a car revved its engine and ran over one of them. Yeah. So I go, what was that? And it was the sound of a bird being hit out of the air. Just flying bird bird being hit. Rhea goes, it was that bird. It was right next to us. It's right there. So we just, we saw that. Saw that. And then we and tried then. to deal with the rest of our afternoon. Yeah. Happy for Through. our friends getting yeah. Oscar nominations. Sure. Yes. Threw some keys. We were driving here. Rio was driving. I was driving very slow. A manager was a good driver. 25 miles per hour. Five miles slower than it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably was thinking you should go faster. Yeah, you probably were. This is too slow. Mm-hmm. And then I was driving, and all of a sudden I... I was looking at my hair. She, yeah. In the mirror. Of course she was looking at I just heard, I heard a thunk. And I had slammed on the brakes because I saw a cat run out in front of my car. 
and I couldn't fast. I couldn't stop fast enough. And I was like, I just killed someone's cat. Yeah, we we had a cat on the way. To I the had a show. cat on the way to the show. So my point is, we've been having a good day. It's just been. You just want to get along with your wife all day. Leave the win. house together and then just hit a pet. Just. And then we went back. It was not there. I said, Rhea, you have to go back. And I was like, please no. <laughs> yeah, because you understand straight up, how this works. I don't know how that cat's going to be, but I don't know what I expected. Maybe she a was cat like, just maybe like, we could go back call and call somebody. I don't know what I thought. <laughs> maybe we was could help it. it. And I, I was like, I don't I think I did you think we can could help it. Help it. You can't give a cat CPR. No, put the cat in the car. Bring the cat here. <laughs> Do stand up for the cat. <laughs> So I'm just uh, We couldn't find that cat. That cat definitely is dead somewhere. Feline Aww. aside. Isn't that the saddest? It is. How do you get out of a depression when you're depressed? I guess. Uh, I mean, I would say, number one, don't hit a cat. Yeah, that'll <laughs> go ahead and make it worse. <laughs> I'm also like, what else is going to get hit by a car today? <laughs> I, d- I, I know. Just, maybe I, I should know. just walk home. I know. I mean, or I should drive us. Which is a you don't know how to drive stick. No, I don't. So that might help. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) I stall out and push us. I've been working out. I could push it probably. I just feel like it's very. It's hard to be in a relationship with somebody that you really respect, but also have to continue to see as a part of the contract of marriage. (laughs) You know, like I feel like. Oh, boy. (laughs) No, I just, I feel like every day I'm so happy to see you because you're the best, Uh you know? That's sweet. And there's so much going on that we're trying to figure out together. Career stuff, Uh life stuff. All that stuff. We can't even have one single conversation about what's stressing us out. Mm -hmm. Literally in the middle of a conversation about how you were stressed because of job stuff, Mm -hmm. I was like, I was looking at sperm donor websites. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> I just don't know what to solve first You know what I mean? Sure <laughs> I wish that sperm donation could be my job But unfortunately <laughs> I don't know that I'm qualified for that I know I mean I'm qualified <laughs> Yeah I don't know guys <laughs> What did you expect from the show? (laughs) Lighthearted jokes and whimsy? No, this is lesbians getting real hour. (laughs) Just topical one-liners. Yeah. Yeah, topical (laughs) one-liners. Old Cammy Esposito known for her topical (laughs) one-liners. That's how I've made my name in the business. Zing, zing, zing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just feel like um, I'm really impressed with us that we're able to still make it here. That we didn't cancel after the cat incident. <laughs> just say, run the show without us! Any two lesbians in the audience can do the intro. <laughs> it just is going to be about fighting. They're like, oh, yeah, no, we've got that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm impressed with us that we got here, you know? Yeah, we did. That we're going to try to figure it out, right? Just sure. like life and. And everything, try to figure that out. Impressed yeah. with us for that. Totally. I'm also just impressed that we're so like kind of raw and interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like an avant-garde sort of comedy piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times people talk about like, like dude human. comics 
that yeah. have uh, kind of cracked open and like, oh hoodies. my God, this sort of new comedy where sort it's like the men being honest about their emotions. <laughs> Opening up the hoodie. But, you know, I would say this is much scarier. Totally. Yeah. You know, to really see like, women lose it is hard. Do you yeah, know what not, I mean? And also, really. like, as if there's a binary, you know, yeah, yeah, right, which we know there isn't, but we have to destroy the binary <laughs> in order to destroy the binary. You know what it is. So we'll talk yeah, yeah. in general terms mm-hmm. like, okay, so... You know, just women being a mess openly, not knowing what to do next. That's tough, right? Because we're supposed to be the nurses. <laughs> Did you just make this into like a larger political statement? Yeah, I can do that to anything. <laughs> I can take any conversation we have and just turn it into a political stance where it's offensive that you weren't laughing harder. <laughs> Did you say we're supposed to be the nurses? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, in in Dunkirk were the nurses. Right. right. Are there women in Dunkirk? I don't think so. I don't think there are. I don't think there's women in that movie. I mean, I guess, you know, ships are typically, you use female pronouns, so I guess there's a few she's in there. <laughs> Count it. Woman power. You know what I mean? She's a beaut. Oh, yes. <laughs> No. Supporting act ship. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, all right. We've been great. <laughs> we Thank you so much. <laughs> so good. I killed a cat. <laughs> Wait, don't worry. We've got other great comics, and uh, their stuff is going to be probably right in line with this. We asked everybody... Yeah. <laughs> We asked that they we said, all... loosely make the audience uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I love this first comic. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pal of the show, but just such a funny person. And you're going to love this mm-hmm. first comic. Um, I think, you know, first of all, round of applause for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. Thank you so much <laughs> for that unprompted round of applause. Thank you, this person. Thank <laughs> You seem like a sweetie. I'm into your vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Very like welcoming during that all of that stuff. Actually, this whole section over here, a lot of smiles and I felt engaged with. And so, you know, some people have some work to do. <laughs> I felt like up front we did okay. I, I saw some warmth here and then just nothing from you. <laughs> no, you're fine. You were fine the whole time. Everybody's smiling their heads off. Last week, there were two very angry men right here. And you know, you're kind of lit. It was, it made the whole audience was having such a hard time because they were going, the men, they were sitting like stepmoms and they didn't laugh at anything. But then they, they would clap very hard when the comic left the stage. Yeah. Yeah. So like they were having a good time, but they were just, they'd been trained away from laughing where they were like, this is, I have to keep it in. You know, they were shitting their emotions into their chairs. That's exactly what they were doing. Right. We cleaned the chairs. Don't worry. Yeah. We didn't clean the chairs. They were sitting right there. You guys seem like cuties. Everybody's smiling their heads off. You seem like you all had great days. Who killed cats? Round of applause. Couple people Only a few cats. of you. All right. Okay. Just a couple. It's actually more than I thought. I thought it was just going to be Rhea. Um, but that's cool. It's, well. nice to know. it's nice to know, you know, when material is relatable, right? 
I am trending. so hot right Why? now. So am I. I don't know. This red jacket. I have breathe. a wool. I have five shirts well, on. Well, yeah, you got so many shirts. I mean, that's fucking true. You I have know? no idea why. I don't well, know. Well, it's a bathrobe, sweetie. It's yeah. you're wearing fully a bathrobe. It's a little it short for a bathrobe. It is not. I I would never say. ever put this on. Out no, of I mean, I know you wouldn't, but I would ask you to. <laughs> in a respectful way and then I would respect it when you said no but I would want you to with my nice uh, pair of Crocs you know I want you to pop on those Crocs show me that leg hair I always say I say girl put on that really short bathroom you show me that leg hair (laughs) put on your tech Crocs so I can get in the mood Yeah, I mean, just once you should try performing in a motorcycle jacket. Like, if you think that's hard. I mean, this is specifically designed to, like, keep me safe in case I fly off a bike. (laughs) And I'm using it recreationally, you know, to look cool. Like, I don't own a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even been on one. Okay. (laughs) Are you guys ready for the first comic? (laughs) Wow. That was a friend of ours. We love her. Let's hear it right now for Anna Saragina. Give it up for Anna. Oh, another woman. Okay. Isn't life hard enough? You know what I mean? A lot of stuff going on in politics, and now a woman again in a sweater this time? Come on. At least they had outfits. You know, this is barely anything. Isn't it tough right now? Star Wars is out of the theaters, you know? What do men have left to talk about? Nothing. I mean, we're barely talking about Bitcoin at this point. Barely. For a while there, we had a good run. It was Star Wars, and then, yeah, Bitcoin, you know? Star Wars, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Star Wars. It was the high times, and now a woman. Oh, boy. Um, how do you do stand-up? Does anybody... Do stand up. Ah, boy. I do love when men do stand up, of course. <laughs> what, you think I'm going to get up here and say I don't love when men do stand up? Get out of here. Oh, get out of these wet clothes. Okay, come on. They're so good at it. Every time! Ah! <laughs> They're uh, dominant, assertive, you know, and well, good. So. <laughs> Uh, men do this thing on stage often that um, I've noticed, um, which is they, uh, I find very funny. They take the microphone out of the stand right away. It's presumptuous. You know what I mean? It's very, all right. Okay, we get it. I, um, the confidence, you know, and I will, dem- I'll demonstrate since you're dying to see what I mean. Oh, what could she possibly mean? I'll tell you. Okay, so I'll do an impression. This is my first impression of the night. Men doing stand-up. Huge round of applause, as you would for a man. get a pace going, okay? <laughs> Take up a lot of the space. I deserve it, okay? 
All right, here we go. All right, make direct eye contact with a woman who sat in the front row and was very brave. I'm going to be very threatening up here. Here we go. Dating, I'm going to say it. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say shut the fuck up. Sit down, but, you know, shut up. Okay. Sit down, but I need you so badly, but shut up. Okay, there we go. All right, I'm going to say it. I'm going to get... Actually, I'm going to take a break. Uh, I'm just going to kind of tell it like it is. You know what I mean? I'm just going to kind of tell it. I'm going to kind of tell it like it is. I'm going to get right back up, because I want my girlfriend to know I'm not too old. You know what I mean? She's young, I'm old. Whatever. (laughs) She's young, I'm old. Okay, so here we go. All right, dating, I'm going to get around to it. Here we go. Oh, all right, dating. So, uh, yeah, shut up. Um, And then dating uh, is weird. Okay, so that's men doing stand-up. You're so good. You're so good. It's selfless. Oh, carry this back with shame because it's embarrassing for me. Um, I can't do that because I'm not a man. I know. Um, But I would love to do an impression of me doing stand-up. Is that okay? Oh, my God. Is that too much? It's too much. Okay, so huge round of applause as you would for a man. Take a knee, you know. It's, uh, oh, 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 oh it's too tall. This, oh, God, well, okay, have obviously done this before. Oh, oh, uh, me too, you know. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then, oh, no, no, uh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. Uh, okay. Um, It's not that weird. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, God. Oh. Dating's not weird, also. You know, what's weird about dating? Considering outfits? Yes, fine. Oh, I thought there would be a huge laugh, but only one, and that's fine. I like considering outfits. That's you. That's my impression of you. I like that. Outfits are dumb. I wish we could just wear a bag and be done. You know what I mean? Wear a bag, grow up. Wear a bag, be done. Fashion is, I don't mean to get political here, but is stupid. (laughs) Fashion's like, hey, if we don't get to meet later, here's just a little preview of my personality. (laughs) All right, we get it. You know, 
You gotta choose a place you go, you know, coffee shop probably, let's be honest. Perfect date spot is exactly, you know there's one kind of coffee shop that it's appropriate to go to on a date now, and it's just, um, I think you know exactly the one. So you walk in, there's like a thick marble counter. Oh, <laughs> thick, you know? And then there's, um, the walls are just white! <laughs> we're white here! So, don't worry about us, we're white! You know? <laughs> The barista's like wearing a hat. Okay, you know. <laughs> All right. All right, fine. Thank you. You know, nobody asked for it. You know, not like a regular like hat, but like a hat that's like I keep on falling. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a hat, like a hat that's like and then it's under the chin. Okay, oh, one of those hats. You get it. The barista's wearing a scarf. How brave. You know? <laughs> Not like a, like a utilitarian scarf that's like, it's cold. I will put on a scarf. That's fine, you know? Like a doing taxes scarf, that's fine. This is a scarf that's like, oh, your scarf singing. Thank you. Great. Yeah, that's it. That's fashion. <laughs> it's uh, the kind of coffee shops where they have kefir on, on draft. <laughs> Do you guys know what kefir is? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a probiotic <laughs> on draft. It's a thick paste on <laughs> Kefir's cool. It's a yogurt to go. But it's not like Gogurt. Do you guys remember Gogurt from the 90s? Or 90s heads here in the audience? Gogurt was sick because Gogurt was like, I'll fucking, I'll fucking love to skateboard. All right? All right? All right? And, 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 I fucking love pussy. But, 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 I also love probiotics. Those are nice. <laughs> For just moms to be like, if my son Jason is going to 360 out there on the pipe. And I think I know Jason because he's my son. And I want him to have a warm strawberry pouch. <laughs> taped <laughs> to the inside of his jankos. That's it. All right. Thank you, guys. You've been great. Bye. Not to brag. <laughs> I invented Gogurt. No, um, I never really went on a date because I am a lesbian of a certain age where we just sort of found each other. You would just go into a library or a public space and go, you too? And then you'd end up on a date with them. <laughs> and so one time I used to work in the Sears Tower in Chicago Ooh. Ooh, a building. Yes, I once once employed inside a structure. And there was a Starbucks in the lobby. Wow. It's real fancy, but the Starbucks, not so much. No, thank you. Those things are everywhere. Who gives a shit? But I used to go into that Starbucks every morning on my way to work. And then one day this woman gave me her number and I'd never like dated or like hit on anybody really. It was always just by like gravitational force. And so she gave me her number and I looked at it and I was like, I can't have sex with you and ran away. <laughs> and then the next day I had to go into that same Starbucks and be like, just a grande with a little bit of room. Thanks so much. So I'm married. Um, I am depressed, though, like Cameron was talking about. I think uh, even though I live in Los Angeles, I still get a little bit of the sad, the seasonal 
depressive thing. <laughs> I can't remember what the A stands for. <laughs> Thank you, effective, perfect. Couldn't remember the word effective. But I feel like depression is sort of like ghosting yourself. All right. You just walk away. <laughs> and I found that my phone is part of that problem. I like use my phone way too much. I already turned the sounds off. I have no notifications. It's basically on do not disturb all the time, but I still gravitate towards my sadness machine. Every day, every night, I pick up that stupid sadness machine. I turn the brightness down on my sadness machine. I try to get the information into my brain. And why do I want that information in my brain? I have no idea. But I just like want all this information. When it's baseball season, I check my fantasy scores way into the night, all the way till 3 a.m. There's nothing going on. No one's playing any baseball. This isn't South Korean Baseball Fantasy League. And then I'll put it away, and then I'll think, you know, I have a joke about West Virginia. I should, I should research that. And then I pick up my phone, because my joke is that when I was a kid, I was finding out where my family was from, and I asked my dad, hey, where's our family from? Because my mom's side's from Scotland and Ireland, you know, boring shit. And so I asked my dad where my family's from, and he's like, West Virginia. And I was like, well, no, I mean, like, before that. And he was like, what do you mean? So I was like, I should look this up. And I took the Ancestry.com paywall as far as it would go. <laughs> And document after document after document said, place of birth, West Virginia. <laughs> How long have they been here? Did we just like take a four-wheeler across the ocean with backwards hats? We're here, just making donuts. It's bad news. Bad news, but the show is not bad news. We're going to keep it going. What do you think? I think so. This next comic is another friend of the show, one of my favorites. You guys are going to love him. Give a warm welcome to Henry Phillips. Thanks. You guys feeling good? Yeah, neither am I. Oh, shit. Um, but I quit smoking uh, about a year ago. That's good for something, I guess. Yeah. I think the coolest thing about it is I haven't had to get in that shitty, um, I don't know if anybody smokes out there anymore, but like, you would always have to get in the same kind of conversation when you're out having a cigarette. And you know when somebody like says something that's baiting you into asking them a question? I used to hate that. And I remember being out in front of a building one time and there was a lady who was smoking a cigarette and she goes, boy, it's really hot here, but it's nowhere near as hot as it was where I was last week. <laughs> So I guess the whole thing is I'm supposed to go like, oh, where were you last week or whatever? And I didn't want to do any of that shit. So instead I just go, uh, exactly. <laughs> That's perfect. It just like puts a period on the whole conversation. I did it on the plane too. There was a guy talking my ear off. And uh, at one point he was like, it's something that people do a lot. And this guy was like, uh, well, as long as it's not raining on Saturday, I'm good. It can rain Friday, it can rain Sunday, just not Saturday, please. And I'm supposed to go like, ooh, something going on Saturday or whatever, but instead I was like, exactly. And that's it. Just a quiet, peaceful ride for four hours after that. I, um, I have a hard time sleeping on the plane, and one of the biggest problems is... Uh, 
people uh, will have to get up if you're in the aisle and they're sitting on the window seat. So I actually, I travel for a living. I got really obsessed with it. I actually went on the internet to try to find out what is the demographic of people that's least likely to have to go to the bathroom. And it turns out it's teenage boys. I don't know if anybody knew that. That'd be weird if you knew that, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but I got it down to a science now. I just get on the plane. I tell the flight attendant, listen, um, is there any way you can switch me so I'm sitting next to a teenage boy? It's just kind of a whole... Uh, I don't do that. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, I listen to uh, my earbuds, which have like white noise or whatever, like static. And um, have you ever laughed at something that happened like hours ago, but just you just suddenly thought of it and it, you just laugh out of context? I had that when I was on the plane. I'm just listening to my static. It's just like, and I thought of this funny thing that happened when I was at the airport and I laughed. I was just like, <laughs> And, it, and I was laughing kind of loud, and there was people, it must have been kind of loud because people were looking at me. They were turning around. But I think when they saw the earbuds, they were like, oh, okay, he's probably listening to some kind of comedy album or like a funny podcast. But it, it occurred to me, if they could hear what I was actually listening to, <laughs> it would have just been, and I'm like, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, you're out of your fucking mind. There's nothing funny happening there at all. You're crazy. Um... I uh, had a weird thing happen. Uh, my buddy also tried to uh, quit smoking, and he uh, he called me. I was like, what happened? And he goes, well, I had this weird thing where I, I had the cigarette, and I lit it the wrong way, or like I, I lit the other end of it, and it started a fire, and I freaked out, and I dropped it, and the, then the rug started on fire. So then I started stomping it out, and I ended up like twisting my ankle, and I fell <laughs> And I hit my head on the TV set, and my head was bleeding. And I was like, just laying on the floor, just going, this has got to be a sign, right? I mean, this has got to be a sign that I need to stop smoking. And I was like, I think that's a sign that you're a fucking idiot. Like, that, you should definitely quit smoking, but that story has nothing to do with it. Like, that's, that's like being like, oh, I got to quit coffee I tried to like drink it out of my ass and I wound up like singeing my butt it's like you should definitely quit but that story I want you to know has nothing to do with what you're trying to say I um I had this landlord uh who um recently uh showed up and he was like he has a horizontal lisp does anybody know what that is it's like uh that's not the funny part it's kind of sad but uh he uh <laughs> I guess because I'm going to try to talk like him a little bit and it's going to sound a little bit like that. But uh, but he was like, uh, yeah, so uh, Henry, there's a problem next door. The sink basin like fell down. And I guess that Jim and Susie were getting in a whole war now because he's saying that they, he leaned against it and it fell. But it turns out that, the, I mean, I know for a fact they were fucking on it. And I was like, well, how do you know that? But then it occurred to me, probably, I think what's happening is he's accusing them of that because otherwise he has to pay for it. But this way, if they're like fucking on it or whatever, then it's like he can take it out of their security deposit. And then he tried that with me because I have, my bed is right next to this like, there's like a little uh, electrical socket and there's like a plate that was broken and I complained about it because I thought it was a hazard. And he comes over and he's like... Oh, yeah, well, you've got your bed right there, so you're probably, like, thrusting the bed back and forth, and it's just, like, you know, back and forth motion, just hitting. And I was like, 
you know, nice try, but, and I, it was embarrassing. I had to explain to him how I have sex. I was like, well, for one thing, Jim, I'm always doing it like horizontally across the bed this way. <laughs> and I'm the only one there, you know, so it's like, I'm not even creating like a, a commotion, you know, and, uh, but it's just weird that I have to explain that every time I complain about something. I'm like, yeah, Jim, there's a leak in the ceiling here. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're probably like fucking up on the roof or something, <laughs> swinging from the rafters. And it's like, I'm not doing all that kind of crazy sex that you think I'm doing. Um, I'm going to end with a really quick uh, story here. I have a friend who's going through a breakup, and he called me recently to ask about uh, his ex-girlfriend. And uh, he, he was like, did she seem a little off to you? And I was so glad that he asked me this, because the first time that I met her, we all went to a restaurant, and there's nobody there at all. It was like off hours, and then he went out to make a phone call. So it's literally just his new girlfriend and I sitting there talking for like two minutes or whatever, and all of a sudden, two minutes into the conversation, uh, and I know this gets kind of sensitive or whatever, but uh, she farted, you know? And it's like... <laughs> I'm not going to, like, make fun of her or whatever. It's a human thing. We're all adults. It's just a, you know, it's just air poo. That's all a fart is. It's just poo came out of her butt in an air form. That's all it was. So I just ignored it, which I thought was the right thing to do. Well, all of a sudden, she said to me, though, she goes, she goes, ew, you farted. And I was like, no, and nice try, but there's only two of us here right now. Like... You can't fart and blame it on the only other person in the room, right? Like, that's crazy. So I was trying to explain that to her. I was like, look, obviously, you know, if Carl was still sitting with us, then there's a chance that I could think it's him, and then he could think it's me. So if you have a minimum of three people, you can create, like, a reasonable doubt situation. But I was like, in this case, it's going to be impossible for you to make me think that I'm the one who farted, right? she got really upset. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're saying it's impossible for you to fart? And she was visibly upset. She got up, went to the bathroom. I'm thinking she's probably just farting a bunch in the bathroom or whatever. But she, now here's where the story takes kind of a dark uh, sort of a twist. Because then I'm sitting there by myself. And uh, I started smelling a fart again. And that's when I was like, oh, no. I think, I think it's been me that's been farting this whole time. And um, my friend, who was listening to this on the phone, had hung up like five minutes ago. But um, anyway, that's, that's part of my upcoming book. I, I want to say the, uh, the end part where I was the one farting, that, that part's bullshit. I just wanted to have like a, like a sixth sense type, you know, where he finds out he's the dead guy or whatever. I thought I'd do that in my fart story, but... Uh, but it is part of a book that I'm writing called Fart Mysteries. And uh, <laughs> Anyway, thank you guys and enjoy the rest of this great show. Yeah, keep it going for Emery Phillips. You know what is the truth is I just, I know you're talking about smoking. I just missed smoking. I don't know. I, this is not to shame anybody. I just missed it when I was a kid. I, you know, when it would have been like cool to start in your, because you know, I'm 36, you don't start smoking when you're 36. But no, no, you don't. Don't look at me with that shrug. It's not possible. You don't. You start when you're like 15 or 18 or 19 or 21 or whatever. And I was just, um, I had fun friends, but we were sport nerds in high school. So like we didn't have access to cigarettes. I literally wouldn't have known how to get 
you ever look back at your high school life and you go, oh my God, I didn't know how to get cigarettes. So that was probably fine. That was probably safe. My parents probably didn't have to worry about a thing. Just talking about abstinence. Not smoking. Just the kind of kid you want. Just a closeted gay kid. I don't even know what we did to have fun because we weren't wild. Like, we weren't... They would, we would do this thing where uh, there was a thing... There was a place called Sibris Pool Suites, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you about it. It's a motel. You could get a hot tub in your room. The hot tub might have a slide. <laughs> a slide. <laughs> like a shoots and ladders slide. But you're in a motel. But there's a... Hot tub in there. It's got a slide. My friends used to pull up outside of the Sybris pool suites and then we would have this game where I would have to go in and try to rent a room. But I looked very young because that's, that's one of a... That's gay people, that's one of our powers. So I'd be like, can I get a room? And they would go, no, no. Which was great, actually, looking back on it. I don't really let it never go in those rooms. That sounds like it's sadness in there. It sounds like there's something not so good happening in there. Motel with a slide in it is not a clean motel. So, <laughs> we never did. Oh, like, we never smoked. One time, one of them gave me a pack of cigarettes because we were trying to learn how to smoke for Lent. <laughs> and then my parents found them, and I had to be like, they're, they're not even mine, they're Jamie's! And then Jamie got in trouble. My parents trusted me so hard because they didn't know about my dark past trying to get a Sybris Pool Suites room <laughs> and not getting one and then coming home. See, my older sister had been wild. I have a sister who's just three years older than me, but four school years. So, like, when I was a freshman, she had just graduated from our high school. And it was the kind of thing where, like, over the summer you went for orientation and the seniors knew my last name and were like, wait a minute, wait, what is your last name? Esposito? Oh, you're like her sister? <laughs> cool. And I'd be like, actually, I play soccer. <laughs> And I plan to be the mascot. <laughs> and they're like, really? Because she was a she was a the cheerleader and she did other stuff. She could sneak snuck out of your house and stuff. You remember that? I didn't do any of it. It culminated in like a perfect do you wanna know do you wanna know the perfect story about a little a little sweetie that's just so good she didn't even know what to do with herself? We only drank one time. We only drank one time. This is what we drank. One bottle of apple pucker. <laughs> Split amongst five teenage girls. Now, if you don't know what apple, apple pucker is, it's like a mixer. It's schnapps. But I don't even know if it has alcohol. I mean, it's a low dose. It's a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> We split a bottle of apple pucker because somebody's mom was out of town. We split a bottle of apple pucker. And then all of my friends, uh, I went to the bathroom. I came back from the bathroom. Two of my female friends were making 
out with each other to test kissing. <laughs> to see which one of them was a better kisser. But they did turn out to be straight. And at the time, I think also were straight. These were my friends that I was like, I'm waiting to have sex, is what I would say to them about my relationship with my boyfriend. We're waiting. I came out, they were making out with each other, and it did affect me. <laughs> Great question. I was standing there like, oh my God. Like, not even fully understanding why I was into this. Just like, just, su- just like, wow, wow, wow. I but do you know the end of the story do you know how good the end of the story is so how many people did I say were splitting the bottle up up? five right so two of them were making out right so I'm like in the door frame just going just like oh my oh my god (gasps) all right put me in coach you know (laughs) literally they stopped kissing and then they just go like, switch! And the other two women started kissing. And then they all went to bed. <laughs> Have you ever been the only gay one in your circle of five friends and all of your friends make out and then go to bed? <laughs> They just went to, they were like, ah, well, you're a good kisser, you're not. Okay, good night. I was like, what about me? What a sweetie. Do you know I was a breaststroke specialist on the swim team? They went to bed. I had to sleep with, like I had to not, I just mean, like, I think we all, like, shared a bed. Like, we were so hammered. <laughs> we all shared a bed, and they all went like, oh, well, I'm exhausted. And just, like, probably, were, I was probably in the middle, just like, is anybody still awake in the bed? Because I have my, I can't even feel my lips. Let's see if you can feel them. <laughs> My boyfriend did hear that story from because we had like corresponding group of, of dudes that we were friends with, and uh, but we were the only like really like steady couple, class couple, me and this dude, voted class couple by our class, as you know. <laughs> he found out about that story and was like, "Hey, I mean, are you bisexual or something?" I was like. Absolutely not. (laughs) Which did turn out to be true. (laughs) Okay, I threw it on the floor, I don't even care. Yes, should we do more stand-up comedy? We should, we will. Uh, I was just in San Francisco, had a lovely ride to the airport with this next comic. Uh, what a hero and friend. You're going to love him. Let's hear it right now for April Richardson. Give it up for April. Yeah. 
one. All right, I'm just, this is my last day of being sick, so if I cough, it's not a bit. I also never smoked. I never have done anything. I'm straight edge. That's right. Minor threat. Um, I really am. And I, when I was a teenager, other than like being into punk or whatever, it was because everyone was like, let's smoke because it's cool. And both of my parents smoked. My mom and my stepdad, who looks like a character from Cannonball Run, smoked constantly so i'm like it's not cool you guys these two people do it the two most uncool people i know do it constantly so no thank you and so i never did anything i've never had alcohol or anything and when i moved to uh la like obviously weed is like super legal here it's like double legal now because where i live it's like lines out the door to get it every time i walk by a weed store because i live off of santa monica which is like weed boulevard um but I knew so little about it. This is 100% true. So a friend of mine came to visit me from England, and he was like, can you get me some weed? This is a couple years ago. And I'm like, yeah, obviously every single person I know smokes weed. Not a problem. So I call a friend of mine who smokes a lot of weed, and I'm like, can you get my friend some weed? She's like, yeah, how much does he want? And he had asked me this way. I go, $100 worth? Because she was like, what? Who? No one asked for it like that. And I'm like, I don't know. That's what he said. I don't know the lingo. And she was like, yeah, not a problem. Just come to my apartment in like an hour. And I'm like, okay. So I get to, and I fully feel like I'm on like the wire. Like, I'm like, you got the stuff, man. Cool. I'll meet you. Like for, I'm like, this is my first drug deal. And I'm like in my thirties. So I went to her apartment and I knocked on the door and I was like whispering. She's like, I go, Hey, so how am I going to get this weed to my car? And she was like, what, what, what are you talking about? And I'm like, how am I going to get the weed like from here to my car without anybody seeing and again she's like i what what are you talking about i'm like a hundred dollars worth of weed that's like a garbage bag full right (laughs) for real for real thought she was gonna hand me a hefty bag full of weed and i was gonna be like hi cops like she's like no and handed me a significantly smaller bag and so all I really took away from that is you guys should ask more from your dealers. Like, $100 is a lot of money. We're in a recession. It was a shockingly tiny. Um, also, I, uh, there were a couple of things I wrote. I don't have a lot of prepared jokes. <laughs> I've been sick. The holidays didn't do a lot of sets for like a month. So it's like, come with me as I learn again how to do stand-up comedy. Um, so... Uh, yeah, Karen and Rhea were making jokes when they were opening up about like ruining marriage or whatever, and it reminded me of I got divorced at the height of like every like Westboro Baptist Church people protesting gay marriage and stuff, and everyone's argument against it being like the sanctity of marriage—it's sacred, uh, you know. Same-sex marriage is going to ruin the sanctity of marriage. And me and my ex-husband got divorced online. Like that was the quickest way to do it. So we're like sitting there. That's number one that you could do it online. So we get divorced online, and I swear to God, because I took a screenshot of it, as we do it, as we're, like, clicking on the final, like, yes, let's get divorced, the next screen that came up was a coupon for $99 off your next divorce. A coupon! That's how sacred this institution is. Coupons. Anyway. Um... I, this is, I don't know, everyone in most audiences I do stand up for now are significantly younger than me. I'm 38. I don't know how close this place comes to that because I just met Huey Lewis (laughs) a couple of days ago and I can't stop thinking about it. And I want to make jokes out of it. So again, come with me on this journey as I just do my homework in front of you and on a podcast, Permanent Record. Um, Because I have to... 
okay, okay. And I'm a cishet straight lady, right? So I, like, when I was growing up, New Kids was like the first dudes where you're like, those guys are cute, right? And you're like, I'd like to hold hands with Donnie, maybe. But then Huey Lewis came along, and I was like, oh, that guy would do shit to me. Like, he was the first, like, hairy man where you're like, oh, like, I'm feeling shit now that, like, Joey from New Kids didn't do for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there, so meeting him was like, you're the first person to give me, like, a boner. Like, I don't know how to talk to you. It's all I can imagine is like a guy in the 70s meeting that Farrah Fawcett poster and like trying to have a conversation with it and just being like, I didn't know this day was going to come. It was weird. I mean, it was awesome, but weird. And I like hugged him way too many times. It was just like, oh my God. And he's just like, yeah, totally. Nice to meet you. Okay. And I, yeah. And I posted a picture, obviously immediately. I'm like, I just met Huey motherfucking Lewis. And like every gay dude I know around my age was like, what? Like I've never gotten so many texts in one time. Oh my God. Tell me everything. Do you guys not remember the, I want a new, new drug video where he gets up only in his boxers and you're like, what? Like, I don't know how to articulate that it was. It was like the first time where I was like, I need to find out what fucking is. You know what I mean? I'm like nine and I'm like, I need to find out what, why this is different than, you know, new kids. I'll make a joke out of that soon, I promise. Okay, um... I'll figure it out. That really did just happen the other day and it was like affecting me and then I started watching all of his videos again and I was like, oh my God. Look him up, dude. Huey Lewis. Also biggest dick. Hugest dick. Like, that's documented fact. Like, if you read any of those sort of... It, I'm not lying. Listen to how much of a motherfucking dream man Huey Lewis is. First of all, genius. He got into MIT when he was like 16. Not a lie. Look it up. Went there and then was like, no, I want to do music. And then moved to Europe where he hitchhiked and he paid his way by playing harmonica for people, including Thin Lizzy. Huey Lewis is on Thin Lizzy Records. And he was in England around like stiff records time, was hanging out with like Nick Lowe and Elvis Costello, fucking low-key. Coolest dude ever. That's why I'm so mad. He's like a dad punchline now. And then sports, classic from start to finish. If that was a squeeze album, everybody would fucking freak out. But because it's Huey Lewis, everyone's like, that's lame. Fuck you. And read any account like Cynthia Plastercaster, Pamela DeBar, like all those fucking groupies who just say like, yeah, I slept with every dude ever. And they're like, Motley Crue, boo. Led Zeppelin, who cares? Huey Lewis, huge wang. Biggest one. God damn. He does not get his due. Okay. These aren't even, I'm just yelling about Huey, no jokes. Okay, uh, I did get the light. So hot. He's like pushing 70 and I was like, would still hit. For sure. And we were there and it was like, me and my friends were the youngest people at this concert by 20 years. And so when we met him afterward, like he was genuinely like, you guys like me? Like he was so like, this, you're, this is an irony. And I'm like, no, it's not. Um, he's the best. Okay. Uh, another thing that I want to try to figure out and make a bit out of is um, when I was recently on a plane, I was watching that movie, The Founder. You know, that movie about how Ray Kroc stole the idea of McDonald's from the guys who like actually invented it. From your deafening silence, I'm gonna <laughs> say that you don't know what I'm talking about. And that is what it's about. It's about the founding of McDonald's. Okay. You guys are already bored. And that's kind of my point. Like it was weird watching it. I was like, oh, I realized that like 
I'm the least business-minded person on planet Earth. I don't, I'm never going to have a stock. I don't, I've never carried a briefcase. Like, I'm not going to own property. Like, no. I am, like, immature. This is why, there's a reason I have this job and I don't work in a bank. Like, I don't know any of that shit in real life. But I realized watching that movie that I love, my favorite genre of movie is, like, any kind of fucking business shit or, like, a class action lawsuit or, like, corporate espionage or, like, two angry journalists yelling at each other in a stairwell. Like, yes! Those are my movies. I will see all of those opening night. And I realized it's because things that... You know how most people, most normal people are into, like, fan... They're like, oh, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Like, anything that's, like, fantastical, I'm like, I don't give a shit about. I don't care about dragons or wizards or any of that. And I realize this because... I can wrap my mind around the concept of like hobbits going to look for a ring. Like, I'm like, yeah, I get that. But show me a movie where it's like two guys yelling about stocks or like, you know, a 401k. Like, I can figure out what a hobbit language is, but I'm like, what's this you say about savings accounts? What is this fantastical language you're speaking? That's the fantasy. I know what an elf is. All right. Those will be finished jokes the next time you see me. Thank you. She likes Huey Lewis so much. He's a business guy that just forgot the dress shirt. <laughs> I really like Huey Lewis too. I'm 35, which technically means I'm a millennial. I eat avocado toast every day. <laughs> I like being like the oldest millennial. Like, now gather around, children, while I tell you about the days when the ATM was invented. Don't say ATM machine. That's redundant. <laughs> Venmo, you say. What? <laughs> I had a Huey Lewis shirt that was, it was manufactured sleeveless. <laughs> like it had full ribbing around the sleeves. Like it was just like, yeah, you don't want those. You're a Huey Lewis fan. And it's just a picture of Huey Lewis going, eh? It's a perfect shirt. <laughs> but I do have to mention, because like three people have talked about smoking, I smoked for a really long time. I'm 35 years old, and I smoked for 16 years. Oh, yeah. Do that math. I started when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> That's the kind of town I grew up in. <laughs> just imagine like a little 12-year-old, just barely out of her oshkosh bagoshes. <laughs> Like, really into her conductor phase, then just immediately just, like, wandering the streets trying to find discarded cigarette butts. Because that's, like, how I started smoking cigarettes. I was like, yeah, 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 I gotta get this done. Like, just finding discarded cigarette butts. And then I would break the filter off because I had something to prove. I would just, like, smoke Newports with no filter on them so that my friends would respect me. That's what I... People are just sad at this point. <laughs> and then I smoked Camel Kings. Have you guys even heard of those? They're like an extra wide cigarette. Why would you need an extra wide cigarette? It's not a mattress. Like, why? Now, this cigarette is just too goddamn narrow. <laughs> I want, like, one of those it's a boy cigar-sized cigarettes. That's what I... Oh my god, smoking is so stupid. But how cool did I look, you know? Just like a child writing a Christmas list and then, oh, I gotta have a smoke break. 
so ridiculous. Awesome, we have two more comics left on the show. I don't know why I got so intense. Awesome! Because <laughs> I was thinking about smoking. I was like, it's fine, I don't want to do that at all! <laughs> Every day I'm like, I miss it, I hate it. I miss it, I hate it, it's great. We have two comics left on the show. I got back down to my chill voice. Are you excited about these final two comics? The show has been amazing so far. This next comic has recently moved to Los Angeles, but we both kind of started doing stand-up around the same time and used to do stand-up uh, in the same basements in Chicago. So please, give a warm welcome to Joel Kim Booster! Hi! Hey. Hi, friend. Hi, friend. Wait, you live here now? I do. I, I made a very rash decision and moved to Los Angeles. Why rash? Well, because I'm out here for work, and I was subletting an apartment, and the unit next door to my sublet opened up and I really this sounds so nerdy but I fell in love with the building and I fell in love with my neighbors um, like I've never like liked my neighbors more than I do in this that's unit. awesome yeah and so it was so easy I literally I, w- I texted him I was like hey can I look at the unit he showed it to me and I was like great how do I apply for this beautiful apartment and he was like do you just want it and literally <laughs> wrote him a check that day he handed me the that's keys great. and I was like the fact that this is so easy is sign. a sign from yeah God. what so work are you doing right now uh, I'm working in Sarah Schneider and Chris Kelly's uh, oh, writer's yeah. room for The Other Two, which is a Comedy Central show that's coming out in 2019, which is a very stressful thing to write when you know that it's not coming out until a full year from now. <laughs> but lots of things. We're like, will Instagram still be used uh, in a year's yeah. time? What will, what will the kids be saying? What can't we say? Um, um, I think that that's always true. Yeah. But maybe more true now than in the past because of how everything is changing like it's I don't know that there's I mean obviously you know that it's 2019 but there are very few shows that maybe wouldn't have that situation going on well, like I mean I guess like a straight up network right. comedy yeah yeah that's writing like three months out yeah but um, other than that I think this is yeah, true everything for a is slow. lot it, well not just slow but like Unpredictable. Um, well, because everything's moving so fast. Yes. Yeah. Like in like, yeah, it's crazy. So I think you're not alone, and I think probably a lot of shows are gonna have weird old shit in yeah, them. Yeah. Well, we keep being like, is Damn Daniel old enough that <laughs> it, it feels evergreen by the time this will air? Right, right, right. To me, it does. I want to. Every character could say Damn yet Daniel, I'd be so happy. I think. Um, yeah, I think there's a chance it's gonna be. Yeah. Like high waisted pants. It's exactly. gonna go out and come back come, in. Come right back yeah. in, just um, like it. But, That's cool. Well, yeah. welcome to the city, and, Thank and you. congrats. And I'm glad that you feel like the stars are lining up. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to them earlier about this, but, like, when I moved from Chicago to New York, mm-hmm. it was, like, full tears, like, big party, like, lots of speeches as I was going. And moving from New York to L.A., though, is very, like, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go, but I'll see you all. Like, it's yeah. so much yes. more casual. And maybe it's because I'm older, too, and I'm, like, less dramatic. Well, but. I also think there's... Um, I mean, like, you're not moving for uh, a dream, maybe, anymore. I think when people move, especially the direction of New York to L.A., it's, like, because they know everybody in New York and they know everybody in L.A., and they're transitioning between the two places. Very different to move from, like, the first place where you came up, and now you're going to try and go for it. Um, So I hear you. Well, I will see you around town all the time now. Yay. Thank you. Bye. Joe! 
So funny. Here we got one final comic. Also hilarious. You are going to have the best time. Let's hear right now from Michelle Bouton. Give it up for Michelle. Uh, what is that? Are those flies? They are. Cool. They're old ass gnats. Okay, cool. Uh, Michelle Buteau, how are you? Do- how are you doing? I can't even speak. I'm doing that good. That's so funny. I'm excited. You know, um, um, yeah, there's stuff happening. I'm going to be doing my own podcast, which is really That's fun. That's cool. Um, it just therapy's great. Yeah, it's too expensive, so I'm going to do totally. a podcast. No, instead. I get it. Yeah. What is your podcast going to be about? Um, it's called if Late. You could talk about it. Of course, it's going to be on WNYC. It's going to cool. be called Late Night Whenever. Nice. Um. So it's sort of going to be my take on a late night talk show. Cool. Since my name isn't Jimmy and I can't get one. <laughs> yeah, on no, I, I hear you. <laughs> no, it's all right. Oh wow! This is <laughs> I picked a real grassroots production. Yeah, people in cubicles are going to be so stoked about this. Why is that guy just like rolling around and ice? The, just the restaurant's right here. Oh, so, I don't know. Wow, this is a it's Warren Ramsey would approve. And you just uh, you're doing one of those Netflix guys. I so am. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a 15 minute special. I mean, In and Out. I like the burger. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. What animal style? Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, I was writing a lot of stuff and it was kind of sad. So the 15 minutes I'm doing is happy. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's hard to not write sad stuff these days. It's very hard. It used to be you could do sad stuff and it would be kind of funny because people can relate to it. Now people are like, I don't want to be sad. It's too real. <laughs> it's a little it's too, too much real. All the exactly. Time. Exactly. Um, but yeah, now we have to be like the sad clowns running around being uh, happy for people. I but mean, also it's good because then you're happy for a minute. No, for maybe. a minute. For a minute. Uh. Yeah, I do feel like I should just start wearing tap shoes because sure. that's what I'm doing for people right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love your new tap shoes. Thank and you. And thanks for doing the show and we're going to be blown up by a hydrojet in just a moment. <laughs> I can't um, wait. I mean, it's watch like Michelle's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take your shoes off. Let's break some glass. <laughs> uh, watch Michelle's 15 minute thing and also listen to her podcast when it comes yeah, out. I'm excited great. about it. Thank awesome. you. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. That is great butthole control. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Just like, jeez, I'm so proud. Like a sniper. Just proud, you know? I said, it's great. Like a sniper. Just like a sniper. Just like a like a butthole sniper. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, Rhea, Cameron, you were great tonight. You Thanks were for, wonderful uh, this making it to the show. Absolutely, I did it. And so uh, did you. Let's hear for everybody you saw tonight. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming by. We will be here next Tuesday as well. Yeah. That's Cameron Esposito. Andrea Butcher. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to color your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.